Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for September 23rd, 2022. On this podcast, I teach a message every day, well, five days a week, from the Word of God. What we do is we go to some scripture, we break it down, and then we give you Bible application. We give you practical application for daily living. With us, the Bible is not some abstract thing, right? It's it's not some textbook to study. It's a life book to live. God has graced me to take the Bible and his kingdom concepts and ways and communicate them in ways that people can see, hear, and understand in ways that people can apply on a daily basis so that incrementally, every day, we're getting incrementally closer to God's overall expected end for our lives. Right now, I'm teaching a series on success. Say, I want to be a success, right? You want to be success going somewhere to succeed? Absolutely. But you want to be a success God's way. You want to be a success in God's eyes. You want to pursue success God's the, in accordance with God's kingdom plans and purposes, which is what we're teaching from the word of God. This is pursuing grace-based success. You will be a success by the grace of God. This is part seven. And the title of today's message is what godly leadership looks like. What godly leadership looks like. Put this in the chat if you're a leader. I am a godly leader. Speak that over your life. I'm a godly. This is what God, if you want to see what godly leadership looks like, then you you can look no further. Just look at me. I'm an example of what godly leadership looks like because I have embraced the grace of God to lead. So listen, I'm, I'm about to release what God has given me. Open up your heart to receive. Get ready for the word. So I see a lot of people are putting in the chat, I am a godly leader. I am a godly leader. Now, some of you are putting it in the chat because you believe it. And some of you are putting in in, in the chat by faith, said, oh, I'm doing this by faith. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to get there. Either way, we're, we're going to talk about it today. All right, so let's look at our foundational scriptures because we're pursuing success God's way through the grace of God. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10, the Bible says, I mean that you were saved by grace. Say, I was saved by grace. You were saved by grace because you believe. It was the grace of God when you exercised faith. You did not save yourself. It was a gift from God. All you did to receive eternal life was receive it. It's a gift. All you can do with the gift is receive it. You're not saved by the things that you've done. You have nothing to boast about. God made us what we are. I'm a God-made man. I'm a God-made woman. In Christ Jesus, God made us new people, new creations. Why? So that we could spend the rest of our days doing the good works that God had already planned for us to do. There's some good works that we're supposed to be doing and we need to go do it, all right? First Corinthians chapter one, verses 30 and 31, New Living. The Bible says, God has united you with Christ Jesus. Now, for our benefit, this is you, this is Christ Jesus. For our benefit, God made him, Christ Jesus, to become perfect wisdom, wisdom itself. So you're connected to wisdom. Say, I have wisdom. I have wisdom from above. Now, Christ Jesus made you right with God. Say, I'm right with God. So, so he connected you to wisdom, he connected you to righteousness. God made us pure and holy and freed us from sin all because of Jesus. So I have access to wisdom. I'm pure. I'm holy. I'm free from sin. I'm, I am the righteousness of God by faith. All of that happened when I connected to Jesus. So the scripture says, if you're going to boast, you should boast in him, not you, because you didn't do anything. It was all him. Second Timothy 1 and 9 says that God saved us and called us with the holy calling, not according to our own works, 
but according to his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the world began. And now let's look at Joshua 1 and 8. We've been looking at Joshua 1 and 8 for days, and we're going to continue to look at it. Joshua 1 and 8 says, this book of the law shall not depart from out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein, how often? Day and night, that thou mayest observe to do all that is written therein. So if you master your mouth with the word of God, you master your mind with the word of God, you master your methods with the word of God, then you're going to make your own way prosperous and you're going to have good success. We've been looking at Joshua 1 and 8 for a while. Today, I want to drop down to verses 16, 17, and 18. I'm going to read this to you from the easy to read version, and then we'll get into the message. You ready? Joshua 1, 16 through 18, easy to read version. Then the people answered Joshua, we will do whatever you command us to do. We will go wherever you tell us to go. We will obey whatever you tell us to say, just as we obey Moses. We only asked that the Lord be with you, just as he was with Moses. Then anyone who refuses to obey your commands or turns against you, we will kill that person. Just you be strong and very courageous. So what does this mean for you today? Well, I'm going to deal with that. I, I'm going to I'm, I'm deal with that passage. This is going to be good. Y'all ready? I'm about to talk about leadership. Open up your heart to receive. What does this mean for you today? I have three things for you this Friday morning. We're going to close out the week strong, head into the weekend strong. Three things. Number one, here we go. You ready? Number one, don't take on the pressure to perform as a leader. Say, Put this in the chat or say this out loud. I refuse to take on the pressure to perform. You know, you've been delivered from performance-based religion. If you're watching me for any length of time, by now you should have been delivered from performance-based religion. You're not taking on the pressure to perform, especially as a leader. Joshua was facing a tremendous challenge, right? When you think about it, he was facing a tremendous challenge. The spotlight was on him. Moses was dead. Millions of people were looking to him for guidance. Thousands of families, think about that for a minute. Thousands of families knew their future was hanging on every word that came out of Joshua's mouth. If Joshua had taken on the pressure to perform, it could have crushed him. I mean, when think about it, if Joshua, it, it would be enough to make any man buckle. You got millions of people, you got thousands of families, and they're all hanging on every word that's coming out of your mouth. God didn't want Joshua to take on that kind of pressure. God did not expect Joshua to operate with human power, human ability, human strength. God had put his grace, his empowering presence on Joshua to do what Joshua could never do without God. Joshua, what he needed to do was just receive it, was think like God. That's Joshua 1 and 8, was speak like God and then perform like God. Do whatever the Holy Spirit led him to do. If you take on the pressure to perform, even when it's something that God called you to do, then it, it will lead to fear and frustration and doubt and unbelief. Why? Because you cannot accomplish what God called you to do without God. You cannot accomplish it from a human point of view. It's been said, and I agree, in the military, we used to say this all the time, pressure will burst a pipe. And so God calls you to do things that you can't do. Say that. Say, say Be okay with that. God calls me to do things that I can't do without him right? So it's okay. So God calls us to do things that we can't do without him. So God calls us to do things that exceed our power, our ability, our strength, 
our experience, our education, our background, we don't have the relationships, we don't have the money, we don't have the connection, we don't have the experience, but God calls us to do it. So if you take on the pressure to perform and think that you need to do what God has called you to do in your own strength, it will cripple you. It will destroy you. It will rob you of your joy. It will rob you of your peace. There are many good people who love God, who quit. There are many good people who love God. Pastors walk away from churches every day. There are many good, good people who love God. Business owners who were doing what God told them to do, close their businesses down. They shut it down. They walk away. There are good people who love God. God put you in that position and you have a great position in an organization or in the government or in education and God elevated you to this position, but you think it's too much for you. You've been operating in your own power, your own ability, your own strength. You're stressed out. You can't sleep well. You don't eat right. Your body's breaking down. You don't have peace in your heart and you walk away and you quit. People quit. They walk away from what God called them to do. And some, unfortunately, even quit on life. I mean, they, they commit suicide. Pastors commit suicide. I mean, this is real talk. Why? People quit because they can't handle the stress associated with their divine assignment because they were never supposed to do it that way. You, you are not designed to do what God called you to do without God. You are not designed. Listen, if Joshua had looked at all of these millions of people and thousands of families and said, they're relying on me, and he tried to do it in his own power, his own ability, his own strength, man, they would have all been gone. It, it doesn't work that way. Let me flat out tell you, without cutting corners, you cannot do what God has called you to do without him, period. Without God, you can't. But with God, you can do all things. So what God calls you to do is supernatural. What God calls you to do exceeds your power, your ability, your strength. You will get stressed out and burned out even doing a godly thing. You could be doing, okay, fine. Let's say missions work, missionary work. There are missionaries that are out there feeding people, that are out there loving on people, that are out there preaching in prisons and commit suicide. There are people that are out there doing the will of God, but they do it the wrong way. You can't do God's will in your own power, your own ability, your own strength. This is why God said to Joshua, listen, man, what I need you to do is I need you to keep your heart right. So you got to meditate on this word, man. You got to meditate on this thing day and night. You got to keep it in your mouth. You got to speak the word all the time. When you're speaking the word, you're convincing yourself, you're convincing others. You got you to keep the word of God in your message. You got to go do this thing. It, it, it all has to be based on what I'm saying. You can't do what I'm calling you to do without me. And, and so I've already dealt with the mouth and the mind and the methods, but let me just briefly deal with it as I make this point. And then I'm going to really teach on leadership today. By keeping God's word in his mouth, Joshua would not only continually convince himself, because, you know, sometimes you got to preach to yourself. Sometimes you got to walk over to the mirror and convince yourself. Sometimes you got to walk over to the mirror and says, Jesus is, so am I in this world. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I, I, I can do all things. Sometimes you got to convince yourself. And so when you keep the word of God on your mouth, yes, you're continually committing uh, uh, convincing yourself, but by keeping the word of God on his mouth, and you got thousands of families, you know, just sitting there waiting to see what Joshua was going to say, by keeping the word of God on his mouth, he was going to instill confidence in them too. People want to follow a leader who speaks like a winner. They needed to hear faith coming out of Joshua's lips. People want to follow a leader who, who, who can who speak like, like I remember I was at Fort Hood. Monique Farrell is on. Uh, 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 I remember Monique when we were at Fort Hood years ago. We the the three core commander, I'm not gonna mention his name, but anyway, uh we we put up the sign. We thought we were doing a good thing, and we put up the sign and, and uh um 
uh, and and he came in, and when he came in, the sign said something, blah, 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 warfighter, like we're preparing for the warfighter. And he looked at that sign, and we got all these soldiers there, and he looked at us, and he was the Corps commander. He says, warfighter, let me tell you something. We're not just warfighters, we're war winners. This is 3rd Mobile Armored Corps. This is America's hammer. If called upon, we will tear down governments. We will destroy whatever we need to destroy. We're not just here to fight, we're here to win. Listen, when you're a leader, people want to hear winning in your mouth. People want to hear, they want to be inspired with confidence, with things that come out of your mouth. God said, listen, you're a leader, Joshua. Not only do I have you to deal with, but you are the person that's going to influence millions of people and thousands of families. So what I need you to do is keep my word in your mouth. If you are a leader, you got to speak the word only. Say amen to that. Then he says, Joshua, now I need you to keep my word on your mind. In Proverbs 4 and 23, the Bible says, be careful what you think because your thoughts control your life. Be careful what you think. Your thoughts control your life. Listen, mental health. Let me talk about mental health for a minute. Mental health is, is a topic today that people are talking about a lot. Why? Because people are struggling to be okay with themselves. People are struggling to be okay with their mind. People walk over to the mirror and they don't like what they see. They don't. This is why I tell you all the time, you have to love and like yourself. You have to love and like yourself. How are you going to do it? By meditating and medicating on God's word day and night. If you're a leader, there are people that are counting on you. You can't lead them if you can't lead yourself. So you will, ne- listen, you will never become, that's why you got to meditate and medicate on, on God's word on, on, on day and night. You will have peace. When you meditate and medicate on the word of God, you will have peace and confidence in your soul, which is critical because you will never become on the outside, which you are not on the inside. And so you have to become it on the inside first so that people can, can get that type of confidence and peace from you. And then by keeping God's word on your mouth and in your mind is going to spill over into your methods. You got to have, you got to conduct yourself, Your, your conduct and your character, your conduct and your character has to be in such a way that it inspires confidence in the people that are, that are following your leadership. That's critical. You got to get buy-in from people. People have to be able to look at you and say, that's my leader. You know, I will I will run through a wall for that person. Why? But, so, but if you don't gain buy-in from the people, then watch this. Then, then the leadership that God placed you in charge of, then, then those people that are supposed to be a blessing will become a burden. Listen, leadership is not easy. For, for, it's not for the faint at heart. For you to be a leader, you got you to gotta lead yourself and then you got to be able to lead other people. But that's why you got to meditate on the word of God in your mouth and in your mind and in your methods. Because if not, then you can't tap into the grace of God to you will flow through you. When it came time for Joshua to lead the Israelites into the promised land, God was telling Joshua, listen, you have the grace on you to be a leader. You have the grace on you to impact lives. You have the grace on you. I need you to meditate on this word. I need you to see yourself the way that I see you. I need you to believe what what I believe about you. And what was true for Joshua is true for us. We have to see ourselves the way that God sees us. We have to sometimes minister to ourselves. Sometimes we need to build our own selves up. Why? Because if you don't have confidence in yourself, if you don't, if you can't lead yourself, you will never be able to lead other people. But when people see that you operate with a level of uncommon confidence, that you operate, that you walk into a room like you own it, that you sit at the table and it's a round table and you're still at the head of the table. Why? Because there's something on you that people listen to you. When you open up your mouth, people are always listening to you. Then listen, leadership is about influence and you will have that influence when you operate God's way. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, 
Learn to think like God and to meditate on God's opinion of you. You got to think like God thinks. You got to meditate on God's word day and night. So Proverbs 23 and 7 says you are the way that you think you are, right? What, you know, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Success and failure both start in the mind. If the devil, I told you before, if the devil can get you to see yourself defeated before you ever got started, then you got defeated before you ever got started. And the devil didn't stop you. You stopped you because you, you, you failed in your own mind. The greatest barrier to God's blessing is your capacity to believe. Put this in the chat. I believe God. You are a believer. You're not a doubter. You walk by faith. Listen, I'm here to build you up. I'm here to get you to believe God. You are, you are only limited by your capacity to believe God. Every limit that you've ever placed on our limitless God, it's time to let those things go. I want you to remove every artificial limit you've ever placed on our limitless God. Nothing is impossible to the person who believes. Mark 9 and 23. God is limitless. You're limitless. God can do all things. You can do all things. There's nothing God can't do. There's nothing you can't do. Listen, you are a godly leader. I'm here to build you up. It is critical that you see yourself as a godly leader. It is critical that you lead your team, your organization, your staff, or your company, that you lead them the way that God wants you to lead them. It is critical that they see inspiration in you, that they're gleaning things from you, that you look like God. You are Jesus's representative in your company. You are Jesus's representative in your organization. There are people whose success is on the line. There are people who are hanging on every word that comes out of your mouth. So if you come and you're like, you're shaky, you're not confident, you're like, oh my God, I don't know. Then listen, you are instilling fear and doubt in the lives of other people. But when you take on the grace to be a leader, not only will you impact your life, but you will impact the lives of others. There are, a, there are people, put this in the chat, say that even if you're not a leader, say this because you're going to be a leader. You know, say this by faith. There are people who are assigned to me. There are people who are assigned to you. There are people who are assigned to you by God to be under your leadership, to be under your influence. There are people who are assigned to you by God and you're supposed to speak into their life. There are people who have given you license to speak into their lives and God puts their success in your mouth. Listen, do you hear what I'm saying? We're going to look at the uh, Joshua 1, 16 through 18 here in a minute. God puts their success in your mouth. There are people that are waiting for you to communicate. God expects you to communicate with confidence and courage because their success is in your mouth. Their success is on your lips. That You are there to inspire them, to convince them that they can do it, to, to help them to develop and evolve and grow as young people into the men and women that God, that God has called them to be. But you have to take control of your thought life. You, you have to develop a prosperous soul. You will never have prosperity in life beyond the level of prosperity that you have in your soul. And once you have soul prosperity, and once you have it on the inside, not only is it just a matter of time for you to have it on the outside, but it's also going to be just a matter of time for the people that God has assigned to you to have it. Why? Because you will speak into their lives, they will receive it, and they will walk it out. Say amen to that. Number three, this is where I wanted to get to. This last point is going to be really good. All right, number three, godly leaders gain the confidence of those that they are assigned to lead. Uh, put this in the chat. I gain the confidence of my people. I, I gain the confidence. Listen, you, you are here to gain the confidence of the people. There needs to be a level of buy-in. 
We looked at Joshua chapter one, verses one through eight. We broke all of that down. We spent some time. God was telling him, hey, Joshua, I need you to be strong. I need you to be very courageous. Moses is dead. He ain't coming back. Like you're, it's on you. The light is on you now. People are looking unto you and you're my son. This is your season. This is your time. This is your turn. Come on. I need you to be strong. I need you to be very courageous, but don't worry. I am with you. I will go with you whithersoever thou goest, but don't worry. I will make you successful. I'm doing it. I'm going to do it. But listen, there's people that are hanging on every word that comes out of your mouth. Joshua chapter one, verses 16 through 18. I read this before. Let me read it again. This will minister to you. Then the people, after Joshua received the courage, then the people, after Joshua communicated, hey, it's my season, it's my time, it's my turn. Moses is dead. He's gone. I guess it's on me. Now it's on me. I'm looking to God. You're looking to me. I'm looking to God. You're looking to me. Then the people answered Joshua, we will do whatever you command us to do. We will go wherever you tell us to go. We will obey whatever you tell us to say, just as we did with Moses. We only ask Joshua, that the Lord God be with you everywhere you go, just like he was with Moses. Then anyone who refuses to obey your commands or turns against you, man, we will have that person killed. Why? Because they're messing with my prosperity. I'm not going to let nobody mess with you because messing with you is messing with me. My prosperity is in your mouth, Joshua. And since my prosperity is in your mouth, then that then when people talk about you, they messing with me. And, and so, no, no, I'm not going to let nobody talk about my pastor. Come on now. I'm not going to let nobody talk about my leader. I'm not going to let nobody talk about my boss. Why? Because my prosperity is in their mouth. Once you, once people buy, have buy-in like that, hey, they know that they are under your leadership and God assigned them to you and God assigned you to them, that they know that what's coming out of your mouth is for them. And when people mess with you, they're messing with them. And so there's like, no, 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 we ain't going to let nobody mess with you. When you take on the grace to lead, God will empower you to lead supernaturally. God will empower you to have a level of confidence where people will run through a wall. People say, I'm telling you, when, when people that follow you, they would be like, I will do anything for that man. I will do anything for that woman. Why? Because you are a godly leader. The, the text says we will do whatever. The text says we will go wherever. The text says we will obey whatever. That's what you want to hear. You want to have that kind of confidence that when you say something, even when it's a difficult thing, when he, when it was time, he said, hey, guys, this is what we're going to do. We're going to walk around this wall and we ain't going to say nothing and we're going to be quiet. And you got millions of people walking around the wall and they ain't saying nothing. When somebody was about to say something, that, yo, shut up. He said, don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. And then and then, then, then they had to walk around the wall seven times. And, and then he said, hey, guys, but when, I, when you hear the trumpet, then, then I'm going to need you to shout. And so, so it was like, hey, y'all get ready to shop. Why? Because we're going to do whatever he said. We're going to go wherever he tells us to go. Why? Because our prosperity is in his mouth. I'm talking about this is leadership. This is what leadership looks like. What we're going to do. Why? Because we bought in. Why? Because God is on him, in him, with him, for him. God, God listen, we're going to submit to him as our leader. And if you're the leader, then you want people to lead, follow you like that. But you have to follow God like that. You, you, you have to think your prosperity is in on the inside. And when you communicate it on the outside, then people are listening. People are paying attention to what you say as a leader. They knew that God was going to be with Joshua as they were with Moses. They already had a godly example of what it was like with Moses. And, and they was like, well, now the lot is on Joshua. And so God was going to lead them through Joshua. Let me tell you something about this. Leadership structure is God's idea. The, the, the Bible is full of teaching around leadership, around organizational structure, around authority, 
And this came from God. This structure came from God. So if you don't like authority, then you don't like God. If, if you don't like authority, you don't like God because God is the one who instituted it. The Bible tells us to submit to those who are in authority. Why? Because God established this system of order and structure and authority. If you have a godly leader, then pray for that leader. Pray for them earnestly because your prosperity is in their mouth. God, God is speaking to you through them. But if you are the godly leader, then you need to take your responsibility seriously. You, you can't just be willy-nilly. You got people that are hanging on every word. You got people that are paying attention to not just what you say, but how you say it. You got people that are paying attention to, to how you conduct yourself. And so you have to conduct yourself in such a way that is instilling confidence in the people that you lead. There's nothing you can't do. There's no place you can't go. And you guys can succeed. You can continue to grow and evolve and develop and have success year after year after year. Why? Because God is with you everywhere you go. But if you're a godly leader, you got to take that thing seriously. You can get the buy-in of your people, and together, you guys can change the world. My God, that's it. I felt like preaching this morning. I'm telling you, this is good stuff. This is godly leadership. This is what godly leadership looks like. I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen in the chat. All right, so listen, I love you. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. If you got some, something out of that, put some, put some stuff in the chat. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. I refuse to take on the pressure to perform. I rest in your grace. I can and will do everything you call me to do, Father. I see myself the way you see me. I base my opinion of me on your opinion of me. I believe what you believe about me. I am who you say I am. I can do what you say I can do. I will accomplish everything I was born to accomplish. I have the grace to succeed. I'm a believer and not a doubter. I walk by faith and not by fear. I am a godly leader. I gain the confidence and the buy-in of my people. They have confidence in me because I have confidence in you. So as I follow you, they follow me. And together, we will change the world. This is why I can boldly declare, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get, put in your email address. You're going to get my notes. You get my notes for free. You get all these notes on a daily basis in your email, uh, email uh, inbox, and you'll get that for free. Listen, it's Friday. Let me just mention, today uh, our ministry is feeding some prisoners in the Dominican Republic. Our team, matter of fact, right now they're already cooking. They're cooking. They're going to go into the jail and in, uh, into the prison in La Vega, Dominican Republic, and feed prisoners and just show the love of God and be a blessing to them. If you want to partner with what we're doing in the Dominican Republic, go to ripministries.org, click on the donate button. All your donations are tax deductible in the United States. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. It's a Friday morning. Head into the weekend strong. Have an amazing weekend. I will see you on Monday morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org 
you will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.